Welcome to this week's End of Days Update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, if you're anywhere near the Atlanta area, we'll be at Highlands Church this weekend, Sunday morning, Sunday night. I'll have a great time getting into all the facts about the coming of the Lord. It's so blatant right now, uh, things happening all around the world that are totally pointing to the entrance of the King. Isn't it something that everything that's happening all over the world is a setup for, so that Jesus can present himself to his brethren just like Joseph did. Wow, we're we're watching it right in front of our eyes. So every week we look at all the things that point to the second coming of the Lord because there's about 60 some odd signs of that. And, uh, and we look at that, but we back up seven years because of the tribulation period. And if we can see kind of what happens just after the rapture, we can kind of tell where we are. And we know that the Ezekiel 38 war literally happens just after the rapture. And there's a lot of talk this last week about uh, the church being here for that. And that may be, I could be wrong about that. But what happens in Ezekiel is God physically intervenes for Israel because it's old covenant time. The church has taken off the earth. The church has so much authority that God has to take it off the earth. And but not just because of that, God owes Israel seven years of old covenant time. So remember Germany killed 6 million Jews during the Holocaust and prospered. So see, God's not mad at anybody right now. So what's happening with the Ezekiel 38 war, you're seeing the players come on the scene. It is remarkable every single week. The different nations that don't attack Israel are making new peace agreements with Israel. And the ones that are going to attack Israel are aligning themselves strategically around Israel to get closer and closer and closer for that war to happen. So I know that we're going to turn the TV on one morning. We're going to see that Damascus is going to be removed from being a city. It's Isaiah 17.1 because Iran keeps pulling missiles down into Syria to get literally on Israel's border. And Israel's been having to preemptively strike those uh, those basically those whole cachet of weapons almost every single week. This last week's one of the first weeks Israel didn't have to do that. So, But let's pick up with what's happening all around to show how close we are. You had obviously you had Hamas in Gaza do more incendiary balloons in southern Israel, set fires all over southern Israel. Israel, of course, retaliated with uh, hitting some of the spots where Hamas builds up some of their headquarters and some of their war machine in Gaza. It is bizarre that Gaza keeps prospering because all these nations keep sending them money. Instead of them trying to help the infrastructure of Gaza, they buy more uh, rockets. <laughs> so it's just bizarre. But something that happened this last week, that's literally uh, four or five things happened that are literally leading up to the Ezekiel 38 war. One of the ones that really intrigued me was that you had the UK, England, and Germany send uh, basically promise almost three to five billion dollars to the Palestinians to help build up the West Bank area. Why? They're trying to counteract Israel uh, going into the West Bank, where, where Israel already is, is, is located. But Israel is continuing to build more houses there because it's their land. So you see the EU pushing its weight around in that area, just like the boycott and divestment group that's been happening. I mean, you even had people, Palestinian people, uh, picketing in New York this last week. But I did love that you had New Yorkers picketing against the leader of Iran. So that's what happened this week. You had the leaders of Iran, you had the UN General Assembly, and you had the different ones giving speeches this week. And it's intriguing in the uh, Iranian speeches how uh, the blatant lies that keep happening. The sad thing is right now with Iran, they're, they publicly said, and America publicly said, we're going to go back to Vienna, and we're going to have the nuclear talks start again. But it's kind of sad that Iran gets to basically set up the agenda for the, all the talks. <laughs> and, and, of course, they don't mention that all this last few years they've been able to circumvent those things because of Europe and other nations helping them go around those sanctions so that they're even closer to building nuclear weapons. Now, literally, four, last week they were four to two, weeks, two to four weeks away from having a nuclear weapon. This week you had an Iranian delegation 
mission go down to, into Afghanistan. You had scientists go down in there to go where uranium mines were so they can start taking elements for a nuclear weapon out of Afghanistan. So they're, they're literally pushing every single week the envelope to get closer and closer. No one says a word about Iran coming out publicly and saying that they have to wipe Israel off the map. The whole purpose of having to curb their nuclear problem is because they're publicly saying what they're going to do with a nuclear bomb, and that's to annihilate Israel. So, man, so many things keep happening with that. There's a lot of side stories and many other things happening. Probably one of the craziest ones is uh, the Democrats in the United States, led by AOC, uh, came up with a bill this week to take away $750 million of arms uh, for Israel, uh, and also two days later, uh, raise it up to a billion dollars that America wasn't going to help Israel with uh, their arms equipment. In fact, it was going to take away the Iron Dome. So you have America doing crazy stuff like that. You have France's Emmanuel Macron meeting with the head of India. Why? Because it, it, uh, they were France was supposed to get a bunch of uh, submarines, eight, eight different ones, and uh, the U.S. ended up selling them to Australia, nuclear-powered submarines. So France got mad, pulled some of their ambassadors out of America, kind of crazy. But you see Emmanuel Macron making friends with India, making friends with Iran, making friends with Baghdad, almost doing all these things that are a setup for what the Antichrist will do. So it's intriguing to see the skirmishes behind the scenes that, that literally bring the right people to power at the right time. That kind of blows my mind to see how flawless that is happening right now, because it's literally happening. With that happening, you had the, the, the Pope talk about the Vatican being a separate entity, which it is a separate entity, and but, but literally talk about it being its own nation and making a connection with that with Palmyra, where the Tower of Babel was, and, and flexing its muscles as a nation. So you got all the different players doing different things that point to what's going to happen just after we leave, along with earthquakes. Then you had volcanoes erupting again this week. You had Los Angeles had two earthquakes last week. So you got nature, you got the political leaders doing what the Bible said they would do, and it's flawless right in front of our eyes. You had China bring warships right down to off of Alaska this last week. So it's hard to even mention every single thing that's happening, but my friend, they're all right in front of us because Jesus is just about to come. How cool to have the world set up for the entrance of the king. So we always go back to the word. What do we look at? Israel made a nation and Jerusalem won back. Jesus said the generation or group of people that sees those two events won't pass away till all's fulfilled. So then you got the Hebrew language restored. Because God said just before the coming of the Messiah, He'd restore to them a pure language. Wow, amazing. hundred years ago, no one spoke Hebrew. Now they all speak Hebrew. Then you've got the land, the fertility of the land. God said it would be so blessed. You've got the, the revival of the Roman Empire. I mean, look at the Capitol building in Strasbourg, France. It's identical to the Tower of Babel. It's crazy. More you could get into about each one of these absolutely at length. Uh, but you have the Ethiopian Jews brought back in one day, 18,000 airlifted from Ethiopia back into Israel. Uh, CNN, Chuck Roberts on CNN Headline News said, an exodus that eclipses the book of Exodus. Man, when CNN starts preaching about what the Lord's doing, you better lift up your heads, the king's coming back. So you have all these other signs. You had uh, fish showing up in the Dead Sea. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water. You have 172 different species of predatory birds that start showing up in the land. So uh, all nature in position, you've got the Temple Mount Institute in the old city of Israel. Uh, last name uh, Cohen means priest. They've been studying, getting ready to have sacrifices. 
This last year, they had a sacrifice just on the edge of the Temple Mount. They weren't arrested. The year before, they were arrested. So you you see all the players in position. You got birds in position. You got fish in position. You got Russia in position. Nine different bases all, all over Syria. Uh, the Americans pulling out of Afghanistan. All these things are set up. So then you have men be lovers themselves. We have selfie sticks. So sign after sign after sign after sign. I hear people go, well, you can't tell when the Lord's coming back. Well, the Lord made it blatantly clear with all the signs how close we are. Why would he do that? Because Jesus said, when you see these things happening, lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing nigh. So it's all about uh, not being downtrodden. He wants you happy. He wants you joyful. He wants you strengthened. You you see the finish line. You've got to accelerate. You can't decelerate. So all these things are because he loves you so much and wants you to see how close we are. Many, many more you could get into, but then we go to signals. Pretty radical that the Bible says that the heavens uh, declare the glory of God. That in Genesis that the planets would be for signs. And really the Hebrew word there is signals. He had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. Several years ago, he had four in a row. It's kind of nice of the Lord going, hey, I died for you and coming back. I died for you and coming back. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. Uh, 1948 when Israel was made a nation, 1492 at the of expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So you have that. Then last year you had the Bethlehem Star. That's pretty remarkable. Jupiter, regular Venus meeting together at the birth of Jesus. The constellation was Virgo. I mean, that's radical. Then this last year, NBC Nightly News, we have a celestial event. Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus together. Bethlehem star. First time in 2,000 years. Constellation was Leo because he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Wow. You have so much more with Mercury. So much more with the September 23rd sign uh, with the, uh, the woman clothed with the sun with the moon at her feet. A crown of stars for her head happened on the same day that Jerusalem was told they can't police themselves. And so the legality of everything about Jerusalem keeps getting brought up, even with the heavens. So uh, we're the Lord's coming back. <laughs> people, people go, uh, how can we really tell? Seriously, you got sign after sign after sign, signal after signal, because uh, He loves you. He wants you informed. He wants you to know this, because we have a lot to do in a short period of time. The main thing is you're about to see the King, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Remember, bright morning star, lily of the valley, firstborn from the dead, the brightness of the glory of God. We're about to see the one that made everything, gave his life for us. How wild is that? So what do we do? Help our local church, help our local pastor, be more engaged. Uh, you, you gather more, not less. Look at the attack on the church to gather less. I know England is crazy. We should be meeting more than not less. So with all the signs, all the signals, that's what we do. We respond. Just like in a wedding when Colleen was walking down the aisle. Could you imagine if Colleen was walking down the aisle and I'm standing there and she's all downtrodden, her head all bent over going, oh my God, I'm about to marry that guy. No, 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 no. You'd want her excited about seeing the king. Jesus wants you excited about seeing him. You would think that it would be louder right now because all of this stuff is happening because we're about to see him. How blessed are we to have all this stuff going on because the king's about to come back. Well, let's come back next week and we'll see what's happening with literally with Iran and with the Vienna talks and with France and with the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, the Palestinian issue with Israel. That's what's going to come to the forefront there is the West Bank area is going to be first and foremost on the news about pushing for Israel to get out of that area. But they're not going to get out because it's been promised to them. Have a blessed, awesome week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks 
for joining us today at the end of day's update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU and we'll see you next week.